Welcome all to the Swim Dudes podcast, where Liam and I talk about everything circulating the swimming world with special guests. This podcast is available to stream on Spotify, iTunes, and is now found on Google+. Make sure you go check us out on Instagram at the Swim Dudes for more content. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Swim Dudes podcast. Today, um, we have special guest Eden Nelson. Um, we are really excited to have you on again. Unfortunately, Seth can't make it because he, uh, he's got work to do, but yeah, we're, <laughs> I'm excited to have a conversation again with you. Yeah, excited to be back. Um, you guys are awesome, so glad to be here. <laughs> All right, so I mean, how's life been since the last, last time we talked? Um, it's been good. Uh, I don't remember where my training was the last time I talked with you guys or what I was doing. Um, but I think it was April or May. Okay. You were, you were improvising. Yes. Um, We had like a backyard pool, um, friends we were using. Um, but the pool I actually grew up at, which is in Madison, um, is, was allowing, uh, our three, or postgrads to use the pool um and that was great we had that for a couple months um but then you know funds kind of run out and um I'm actually a member there so I just am swimming at whatever time I can find that's available at the pool um, now you are yeah now so okay. me and Ally McHugh have been kind of um jimmy rigging time to get in the pool there um but i do have a 25 meter pool and i have availability um every single day which is great um because i know a lot of swimmers right now don't have that so i'm very lucky um so, yeah, so the so the pro group at wisconsin and the, they're not training uh the undergrads aren't training but the pro group is just three of us and two of us are training so, like one of us is um like on a vacation right now, but we are doing with what we can kind of. Um, Our new pool is kind of what we're waiting on, which is why we're having to use like local pools because the new facility that was supposed to be done in like January has the project's been pushed back and it should be done in the middle of September. So until then, we're just kind of finding pools where we can. But once we um, have that at our disposal we'll be swimming there consistently hopefully yeah. so yeah. yeah there's a there's a couple outdoor pools um there's one a couple blocks away from where i am right now and then one maybe 10 minute drive away but we've been trying to get a handle on yeah the lane that we can so, just like one lane or like a couple yeah. and um, a single lane yeah we've done a lot of a lot of swimming at uh, lake michigan i think i maybe mentioned that yeah on, yeah Recently, it's been really wavy, and I think it's supposed to storm today, so I probably won't go out to the lake. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just finding water. It's For real. At the beginning of this, you wouldn't think that six months from that time, it'd be the same. Like, you thought so that things crazy. might get handled. Yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, I thought, you know, when we didn't have any pool availability, that was crazy, obviously. Um, but then we got some sporadic time, and I thought it'd only go on for a little while, but it's been so long and it's still the same thing. If not, it's gotten worse in different places because people have phased, um, certain states have phased forward and then had to phase back. So um, a lot of pools or facilities people were using are not even an option anymore. So 
um, it's pretty crazy. But um, as we like move forward into like the fall, it's a little more crucial that we have consistent pool time. So um, I'm just thankful that I have it. And um, yeah, I guess that's just the only thing I can really hope for. So. Um, other than training though, how's life been? Are, are you still doing those paint by numbers or? Oh yeah, I actually I'm gonna go get <laughs> I'm gonna go get my <laughs> yes. Okay, so I've been working on this one for a couple months. I got it off of Amazon, and it's so the ones I had been doing were on like a canvas that was like flimsy, but this one yeah. is on like an actual canvas, and it's like four. What? <laughs> so this one took me like weeks, like to finish because there's all these like really small like areas that you have to like fill in you but didn't do that you bought it off it pretty cool you didn't do that yes i did what? i just gotta prove it to you but i did so good yeah so i just i'm gonna now hang that up somewhere in my apartment as artwork but yeah i've been doing that and i've been like just before this i was coloring so i don't know i'm just trying to fill the the time <laughs> You know, I'm not a student, so I don't have schoolwork to work on right yeah. now. Um, and training is only like two hours in the morning, two hours at night, um, if that. So then the rest of the day is kind of up to me to do with it what I can safely. And that's just basically me in the apartment doing random projects. So, um, Have you watched more of, or have you finished the Catfish? Yes, we watched all yeah. the seasons, all the way through, up until like they're, I, I don't know if they're still making episodes or not, if they're live on TV, but we watched, I watched all the ones that like are available on Hulu. And then I started Game of Thrones and I watched all eight seasons of Game of Thrones and it's by far my favorite TV show I've ever watched. So. Well, have you never seen Game of Thrones before? Never seen it. I never watched it when it came out. I never re like went back to rewatch it just because it was such a time commitment. And I never, like, as a student athlete, had the time to give to, like, an hour episode for eight seasons, uh -huh. ten episodes a season. So, yeah. um, with the time now, yeah, I, every night, watching a couple episodes or in the middle oh of the gosh. day, a couple episodes. And it, I'm sad that it's over, so. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen much of that show. There was one time when I was a freshman in college, um, a couple of the upperclassmen were, like, deathly sick. But they lived at a house with, like, eight swimmers. Yeah. And they were quarantined, I'll say that now, um, yeah. <laughs> like two days. And so they binged Game of Thrones. Like the TV did not turn off that whole time. And I would go to study with them and I would just watch those episodes. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that that's the only time that I've ever actually sat down and watched Game of Thrones. It's, it's all right, but I haven't. Listen, if you invest in it, Liam, I promise you, you like it. Because I was like, I don't know why everyone's so excited about this show. <laughs> it's it's not like I watched a couple of the episodes in the beginning and I was like, mm, not yeah. my thing. But then you like sit down and like actually commit to watching like through the first season, like into the second, third. By the time I got to like the fourth season, I like couldn't stop watching it. Like I liked it, but then there's a point in the show where you just like have to keep watching it. Yeah. So I don't know if you have the time, which I don't know if you do because you're still a student and you have a lot going on, but. Well, I haven't played a lot of Modern Warfare. <laughs> you could replace that with Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've actually, I have been watching some shows. I watched, um, Money Heist on Netflix. Uh, it's La Casa oh, I've heard that's a good, yeah. The, the, you know, the first season I watched it and I was like a little shaky, but once I started the second season, I 
I think it took me two days to watch three seasons. See, you got it. was so it. good. And they <laughs> just approved the fifth season, which is going to be in production soon. So oh. I'm on that, which I'm really excited about. Well, you stick to that. But once that's done, then maybe take on another show. Well, actually, until season five. Oh, out, so in to. the meantime. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cool. <laughs> um, so... Just a couple days ago, you had posted and the big reveal that we were hoping for about the yes. ISL decision. Yes. Um, that day, we actually spoke to one of your new teammates, Coleman Stewart, and he was really excited about it. Um, walk us through your decision to go with Cali Condors. Yeah, I um, obviously the process started basically right after NCAAs was canceled because a bunch of teams were like, oh my gosh, all these new prospects are just available. So the actual process of deciding was like a very long time ago. It was like... March like like March <laughs> did you know that you were gonna go with them when we did our first podcast uh, I can't remember the timing of it I, but think, it I think I think we had tried to urge you to tell us I may have known at the time but like couldn't say anything so <laughs> what was happening was they were still trying to figure out if the ISO was even gonna happen or not um and what it would look like if it was going to happen um so I committed to a team but then there was really no like plan as to what it would look like um and at first it was like the normal 10-week season but then things kind of got crazy and they were like okay we're changing the format of the season we're changing the way that um we're going to be paying athletes everyone's going to get like an allotted amount and then obviously if we have a camp or we have a playoffs or a finals there's opportunity to win bonus money and mm -hmm. team money and that kind of stuff so i thought it was kind of a no-brainer obviously to be a part of the isl just because yeah um, I'm uh, more skilled in short course swimming, so um, there's opportunity for me to make money in the sport. Ooh, which very cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I talked to a lot of teams, uh, but I just went with my gut. Um, I, I talked to a lot of the general managers, and they're all really incredible people. And you know, regardless of my decision on my team, um, I made a lot of connections within the ISL and the people who are involved in the ISL, which is really cool. So. Um, like Caitlin Sandino, she's a GM for the DC Trident. I didn't end up on her team, but we, I did a podcast with her because we became really good friends through the process of her trying yeah. to recruit me on her team. And so um, it's really cool the way that um, it actually connects a lot of different people from all over, not just the US, but the world. So I'm excited to not only um, get to know my US teammates, but my international teammates, um, hopefully when we have camp. So yeah, I don't know. It was it was cool, and I clicked really well with Jason, who's my um, Jason Lezak, which is incredible because yeah. he's an idol of mine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he was a really uh, awesome guy. The coaching staff was great. I talked with Greg Choi, um, and he and I aligned a lot on philosophy of training, and so that was exciting. And obviously, the team is stacked, so um, I'm pretty pumped about it. So yeah, do you you had mentioned you don't know if the or at the time you didn't know if the season was going to even be going or anything, yeah. you know what the current plans are for our listeners who might not be um, up to date with all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, like they're updating us like every couple of days on what the plans are tentatively will look like, but like we can't share any of that. None of it's finalized. Um, obviously like people have given some of the information that the ISL um, has to like swim swam and they have an idea of where or what it would look like. But 
Um, we can't talk a lot about it because until it's finalized, it's not worth sharing because um, obviously we don't even really know what it'll look like. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be um, like they were saying, uh, assuming things are even allowed to happen, you know, travel is possible at the time. Um, we'll all compete and that's what we're hoping for. Um, I think everybody has their fingers crossed and kind of are being optimistic about uh, the idea of it happening and it'll be similar to how professional sports are run in any other sport, um, you know, bubble type situation. Um, but we'll have to just kind of wait and see, but I'm excited for it when it hopefully happens. <laughs> Man, that was, that was some of my favorite times last year, just sitting down with my team on like a Saturday afternoon and just watching the first session studying. I mean, we're yeah. watching the two hour madness, but it's cool. It's really fast paced. It's very similar to college swimming in the sense that like you're a part of a team and you're swimming for something more than yourself. And, you know, you're doing a lot of events in a very short period of time and I'm used to that format. So, and I do really well in it. So I'm excited to see what that looks like and obviously compete for my team, which is kind of fun. Um, Cause outside of college sports, where do you kind of get that experience? Um, so I I'm very excited for it for sure. So I, I want to ask you, would you consider yourself more of like an in-season swimmer when you're having a dual meet that's sort of similar to the hour and a half, two hour session, or maybe two and a half hour, depending on how large the teams are? Um, or do you perform better at meets where it's a lot more spread out, like a championship meet or a mid-season meet? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say I'm really either. Um, I say, I feel like I do a really good job at um just like competing and racing like in a moment um obviously when you're like shaved and tapered and suited that like, you're going to be faster but um in season I feel like I perform really well I've had some of my best swims in season um and I really like um when we go against a team specifically in college I'm talking about like when we go against a team and it was down to the wire or it came down to the last leg on a relay or um, you know, it was a really close meet and we needed to win this event and this event and this many points. Like that's, I love that part of swimming. Yeah. So, um, a lot of my favorite meets were like rival rivalries with Minnesota where nobody knew who was going to win and it came down to the last relay. And, um, so I think that's my most fun, um, the most fun aspect of swimming for me. I mean, obviously championship meets are really fun and exciting and you swim fast and, um, all of that, but, uh, I love the like kind of grind of like in season competition. So, um, I don't know how to answer that question. Cause I feel yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's sufficient, I guess. You, uh, are, are you someone who really stresses the importance of like a cool down? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I'm somebody who does the same exact cool down, like, no matter what I'm doing, like, it's like 8.50s on 45, like, right as soon as I get down, I, like, oh. eat my bar, I drink my water, like, Eric Kosge, our distance coach, kind of instilled this in me, because I used to just kind of, like, unformatted, go and cool down a specific distance, but um, he kind of gave me a structure to that, so, like, I can do it. It gets very repetitive when you do yeah. it at, like, a meet where you have, like, a bunch of different sessions, <laughs> um, but it's cool because um you know you have something you know is gonna like flush you out and so 
um, yeah, warm down is like a huge thing for me. And I'm the person in like the cool down pool that everybody's like, why is she going like a set during her cool down? Or like I'm running people over, having to try to avoid people in the cool yeah. down because um, Eric thinks that swimming, and I, you know, I think this too, I know that it works. Um, but he stresses that swimming, not just at like a slow, like repetitive kind of like getting your body to work a little hard like you still might kind of like a pink effort for like 400 600 kick out the leg yeah and i think that it helps you continue to perform um well by the way the random person walking in my door was my boyfriend so i know that's (laughs) i just wanted to clear that off you're like (laughs) i actually didn't even notice i was (laughs) oh okay cool (laughs) um but yeah, so uh, I'm super big on cooldown. I don't know about you, but it's really important part of my ability to compete. So, so do you have a set warm up that you do as well? One at, like whatever race it is, do you have the same warm up, or does that change? Yeah, so it's sort of the same structure of a warm up, but it changes depending on events. So um, it kind of on like big meets, um, it kind of changes. At dual meets, it's always the same kind of thing, but I'll change like the kick that I do or the stroke I do during like a certain set of 50s. Um, if I'm normally swimming, I am of some sort. So I, regardless if I'm doing that, I like to warm up I am because I feel like it does a good job at getting my heart rate up um, without having to like go super fast because a lot of warm up pools are pretty crowded. So um, it's hard to do like, hundreds on an interval or um you know 50s at this speed on this time at this you know it's tough to do that stuff in warm-up um so i found something that is kind of like work at your own pace not a lot of interval um stuff but gets my heart rate up and i touch like pull and kick and swim and drill and then like build fast so yeah i have kind of a routine um (laughs) No, I, I was the same way. This, uh, well, up until the championship meet, I mostly did the same warm up that I had done through high school. Yeah. And it was usually like a 400, then 4100s, and 450s, and then a bunch of 25 of drill or yep. pace or whatever. Um, and then I tweaked a couple things just in that, and my championship meet went fantastic. I did the same warm up for the 4AM that I did for the 100 breaststroke, that I did yeah. for the 200 free relay. It was yeah. the same warm up. Yeah. And yeah, no, there's that, that thing of routine. It's it works. You know, you find yeah. something that gets your body ready to race regardless of what you're doing. You tweak a few things depending on like the individual race you're gonna swim and it you know, it works really well for me. So I'm glad someone else does it kinda like I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I brought up the, the cooldown originally just because um you know, in high school I, I had sort of a small team and we would race other um relatively small seems like around 20 people um and so cool down sometimes we wouldn't even have time there there was multiple meets in high school that i did i would do the 200 free relay right into the 100 backstroke right into the 100 breaststroke right into the 400 free relay and we called that the i am challenge because we would anchor the two free relay butterfly and so it'd be like a 350 yeah no and so we would do that and it would be no cool down you would just you'd anchor the two free relay swim and fly get out hop up oh so you'd stay in for the 100 backstroke and then you'd swim that, yeah. get out, 100 breaststroke, and then you'd lead off the fourth relay. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was high That's school. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but with, um, 
with the ISL, I, I don't know the event order. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you're either. familiar with it. Uh, does it change or is it pretty? I'm not totally similar? sure on the logistics yeah. of what the meets look like. I mean, I watched a couple of them last year. They kind of, um, they'll do like a relay at the beginning, relay at the end. They'll do some skins in the middle, some events in between those. I don't know exactly if that stays the same or not, but. Yeah, it, it took me two years to get used to the college dual meet format. Yeah, strange, right? Like there was some, yeah. it was my junior year and I was like, wait, what event comes next? Like I, yeah. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I, honestly, I, this season I probably still don't know, but that's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's tough, but I, I mean, I'll just, I know that um, one thing that a few of the athletes that did ISL last year who I've talked to about the format of just the way that meets are run or just like hearing them talk about it um, over time since it's happened, it's very fast paced. Um, yeah. Very it's fast like fast. event then you like I don't even know if you get to cool down or you just like shake out and then you go back behind the like thing and come out again and race again so it's very similar to that like get back to back to back um racing um it, it's kind of cool because it can kind of mimic what maybe a lot of teams do like on a Saturday morning where they get up and race and do repetitive like um race rehearsal or um just like stand-ups which is kind of what the meet is it's just a bunch of stand-ups um which is kind of cool because I mean as much as doing during the season I'm not sure what like rest will look like I don't think really anybody will be resting in the middle of competition if it happens it's basically just like a hard stand-up practice yeah. so we'll be there training and then getting to get up and race um in a more exciting environment than just a practice environment, obviously, with all the lights and the excitement that the ISL brings. But the DJ. Yeah, um, but I mean, <laughs> high school, I was, I didn't do anything like the IM challenge, but I got used to, you know, a lot of my high school meets were at the NAT um, at UW, and it's a really small pool. The only warm down you'd get was in like the hot diving well. Um, and if you had the time, because events would go so fast, there were only so many heats of things so it'd be like two heats and then like an event was done and then an event was done and so you were swimming like back to back to back and I used to just like get in the the, the nat diving well and just like tread water and like kick so that I could get some of the lactic acid out of my legs and that was oh, yeah, even like holding onto the wall and kicking for like 30 seconds and then oh, yeah like... that was like my cool down but yeah. like even then it'd be like walking around the pool to get my legs to like get some lactic acid out so I'm I'm used to um I don't know if it's more than anyone else but um I'm used to not being able to have that at my accessibility or even have the time to get it done so I don't know it'll be exciting uh there was a there was there was one time in high school that we were at this dinky meet it was six lanes 25 yards just that like yeah. no cool down there you could do a 25 after each swim yeah um and one of my teammates, who I think he was a freshman at the time, he he was supposed to be up at, uh, behind the block for the 500, and this is like his event, but he wasn't. So they called the swimmers, and then the co my coach was like, "Stop! He needs to be there because this was a scored me um, like a prelims finals meet, and we wanted to get him in in the finals." And he throws his goggles on and like sprints from. Um, from like the other side of the pool over to the blocks and he drops like 20 seconds in his 500. Just from that, like no warm up, no nothing. Oh my gosh, really it's cold turkey 500. Cold turkey 500 did well and also, I mean, maybe it was because he sprinted and got his heart rate up to the blocks. 
Oh. I have a similar We were racing Minnesota and Michigan in a tri-duel a couple years ago at mm. Minnesota. And my teammate was like, I don't even know what she was doing, but she didn't realize that she was in the 200 IM. And they were like, we were like yelling for her, like, like, Megan, you have to stop. <laughs> and she like runs from the other side of the pool up to the blocks. And she's like in lane one, like, I mean, obviously we want everyone to score and everyone to do well, yeah. but I don't know what it was, but she swam out of her mind, like did so well in, the, in that race. It's the adrenaline. Run up and had the, you know, the adrenaline of having to get on the blocks and like just get into the race. She swam so fast, but it was, it was crazy. Like there are oh. times where you're just like not prepared and you're, but you're just, you get up and you race or you don't have the warm up that you normally are used to, but you just get up and race and I mean, it's weird. Swimming's weird like that. Cause you that might be the move now because a lot of people just stand behind the block like five heats before and they're yeah. just staring down the pool or they have their headphones in, they're kind of jamming. Oh, but. yeah. <laughs> That's me. I get back there like couple, like six or, six or seven heats before and I sit there. People are like, what are you doing up here? I'm like... Are you, are you shaking out or do you just... Oh, it kind of depends. Relax. I sit there for a while until like three heats before I swim. Then I start kind of like getting up um like doing some like jumping and stretching and shaking and uh, there are a lot of people that do a lot more yeah slaps Slaps, like a couple slaps on the arm a couple slaps on the leg (laughs) not like beating yourself red like some like Caesar's yellow or Bruno Fredericks do way more in college than I ever did in club because there's I like you watch like a men's college like 50 freestyle they're just like gorilla beating themselves like behind the blocks it's crazy masochists uh, yeah like, I mean <laughs> I mean they, it's short and sweet they got to be ready they got to have their body fired up you know I understand it but it gets really crazy sometimes so yeah. I'm I'm not one to beat myself <laughs> when, but yeah. um I was gonna mention though with the cool down in the ISL we were talking with Ryan Held, I think, about, about a month ago, and Coley Stickle's philosophy is that you shouldn't. You shouldn't cool down? Yeah. <laughs> and so it was something along, along the lines of that. That's what I took out of the conversation is that he just he shouldn't cool down or, mm. like, not at all. Something about the lactic acid sitting in your body helps. <laughs> I don't know. But Alabama, they have – Listen, everybody's entitled to their own opinion about what to do, but I, I personally enjoy a cool down. Oh, yeah, no, no, I, I enjoy cool down. Cool down. Yeah. I think it's great. But you do have one coach who is you, – you can have some confidence if you don't have time between 100 backstroke and 2 a.m. to cool down. Because you know? then you're like, all right, Coley Siegel says it's okay, so – yeah, I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I bet it could be okay. It would probably hurt pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think, that's like, real bad. yeah, I think like it's a cool tactic for like building the ability to continually race back to back by mm. not cooling down and practicing that by like what I was talking about, how you do like repetitive, like standups where you don't have cool down in between. Like Mike, we did that a lot at UW. We would on like, I don't know. I say Saturday because that's normally when we do stuff like that. But yeah. um, we just get up and do like five hundreds on a certain interval. And that time in between, you don't get to cool down. You just sit behind the blocks and wait to go back up. Like you can obviously shake out and stuff, but practicing building up that lactic acid and swimming through that can definitely make it easier for you to push through that kind of stuff, like when you're racing. So 
I think it's valuable. I just, at like a championship meet, I don't think I'd be okay if I didn't cool down after. So. You'd be behind the blocks after not cooling down. You're like, oh my gosh, I should have cooled down with that. Yeah, I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do well with that. But I mean, teach their own, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I'm not sure if you've been following the Swim Dudes Instagram at all, but we do have a bracket um, that we've it. been... We've been, so, we've been working on it, and we're, we're looking at the votes and everything. Yeah. Um, we asked Coleman this, and me and him, are our minds are aligned with this, which I'm really happy okay. about. What do you think is the event that's most determinant of skill? Not the, Actually, not the hardest enough, one? Because based on your guys' bracket, a group of me and my swim friends had this conversation. Um, and I firmly feel that it's the 200 IM. Really? Yeah, but I could be, you know, there are other events that I think are also very determinant of skill. So we had this debate because half of us were kind of saying the 200 free, half of us were saying the 200 IM. Somebody was saying like, but what if it's like, I mean, you know, obviously everyone has yeah. their own opinions, but yeah. um what did Coleman say? What did you say? Coleman and I said the 400 IM. See, that was another one. I yeah. definitely could, I could see the argument for that one. Oh, yeah. It, 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 explain your opinions on the 200 IM. Yeah, um, I mean, it just, it also kind of depends on like which length of pool we're talking about. I was thinking oh, like- yeah, so, so I think that because we put uh, six, I'm looking at the bracket right now on- Yes. Online. Because we put 1650 and 1000 free, we're talking short course yards. I don't think we clarified that the first time. Okay, yeah. short course yards. Then I could definitely see it being the 400 IM. I was thinking long course meters. Um, oh, okay. But that, I mean, it's all about kind of perspective on that, I guess, because in short course yards, 200 IM is something that, if I'm gonna be honest, because I also swim this event. <laughs> um, like you can kind of fake a stroke if you aren't very good at it in a 200 IM short course yards. Like I'm not a very good breaststroker, but like I can pull off a short course yards 50 breaststroke in the middle of a 200 IM. I can't do that in a long course 200 IM. Like I can't fake a 50 breaststroke long course. I, you know, like you can have a great pullout, but then you have 47 more yards to go. Yeah. Like there's 60% no legal under the water versus 30% legally under the water. Right, like ah, totally yeah. different. So yeah. I was thinking more long course, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that like an IM is the most determinant of stroke regardless of distance because you have to be good at all four strokes and that is testing your skill. Like you, in order to be the most skilled, you'd be proficient if not pretty good at all four strokes. So yeah, I mean, distance is relative and dependent on, you know, meters, yards, short course, long course, but for sure an IM is what I would say, so. Seth, uh, he, he was, uh, I wanted to ask this because I figured you might be able to give him some love for this, but he is arguing that the 200 backstroke is the hardest event, which it's hard. I'm, I honestly, I would rather swim a 200 butterfly than a 200 backstroke. I am awful at the 200 back. Yeah. But, I don't know. So what's the hardest stroke? If we're talking like 
that we think the IMs are most telling of skill, but what would you say is the hardest event short course yards? 400 IM. What about it's, long course meters? Long course meters, I would say, I might argue the 200 breaststroke. I would say the 200s of stroke, in my opinion, are the hardest long course meters. Yeah, one of those. I mean, Actually, maybe, maybe, maybe even the 200 free. The 200 free is so hard to that's put a really tough. Yeah, that's a really tough event. But yeah. I think I might say, I give Coleman some, like, some nods on the 200 backstroke being one of the hardest events because, well, long course meters specifically, because yeah. it's it, oh, no, painful things I, you can feel is like, the legs being gone on the last field. Yeah. And it's not like any other show, like after breaststroke, it's not the same. After butterfly, it's not the yeah. same. Backstroke kills your leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was also gonna say, um, I would argue against the 200 IM being the hardest long course event, because to me, I, I always thought that that was like 100 IM, just like a little bit longer. And so I actually love swimming the 200 IM long. I don't think 200 IM is hard. I just think yeah. it's, determines like I think it just shows your versatility but I really enjoy the tuner am both long course and short course yeah it's probably one of my favorite events to swim like any distance you know I mean, like I, I don't know how many times and I'm sure you're the same how many times I swim a short course tuner am like I yeah. I would say hundreds I, I don't know <laughs> hundreds of times <laughs> yeah. yeah I uh I didn't swim it as much in when I was in high school. I, I definitely swam it at like NCSAs or ISCAs or whatever meet I swam. But um, I did a lot of I did a lot of hundred backstrokes, hundred flies. Um, but in college, I got very used to swimming the two hundred man. Like every meet or every conference, every, you know that it was, yeah. yeah. But that was, I, that was, yeah, you learn to love it, and you learn kind of like the strategy to do it, and. I mean, the, the coolest thing I got from college was learning like race strategy and learning how to swim an event um, the way that you swim it best, which specifically my junior season, I like nailed down like the way to swim like a 200 backstroke or a 200 IM or- You got some great results here junior year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, there are a lot of, like, factors into why I thought my junior season was successful, but I think the best thing that I did for myself that year was just nail down race strategy and practice it all the time, and when it came down to a meet or a competition where pressure was high, I didn't, I wasn't afraid of the race, um, I wasn't afraid of anybody else's race because I was swimming the race, like, how you know how to swim it. And I think that part of the reason why maybe I haven't translated my long course, you know, my short course ability over to my long course swimming, which I don't think I'm a bad long course swimmer, but in comparison, obviously I have some work to do, but is just nailing down race strategy and figuring out how to swim a lot of the races long course. Cause I don't have a lot of practice with that. Um, we don't have a lot of long course availability here. So, you know, I can't practice it every day, but um, with the new pool, hopefully I'll get that opportunity. So, I don't know. I was so ready to watch you swim at OTs <laughs> this year. Like, so ready. But it's okay because now you're in the ISL. And I know. Short for, course, like, it's not done for me yet. <laughs> yes. So, if, 
if I ever find myself purchasing a ticket for an ISL meet, which I for sure will find some couch change or whatever, um, you're, you're going to hear me scream at the top of my lungs from like, Liam, if you just up an ISL meet, it'll make my day. I don't even know what I'll do. There, you guys better be like, swim dude it out and just <laughs> mean your best. Yeah, we'll have merch. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be merch with like your face on it because we're going to be like your biggest fans. What? We'll, we'll, we'll have to do all of our guests. Like, we'll have a, like a swim what dude's team. One little picture of each guest. Yeah, swim dude's team. That's, that's what we're going for. We're going to be yeah. at the, up at the top balcony because, you know, Yeah. We're, but, yeah, I mean, I was super excited to swim NCAAs too, but I'm super excited. I mean, as much as yards is my favorite, um, meters has been what I've swum in high school. Growing up, my pool that I'm swimming at now, short course meters, like I've swam short course meters like my whole life. So um, I'm super excited to finally get to like compete in that because I didn't do a lot of like my high level competing in short course meters, um, but it'll be cool. I'm excited to see what I can do and maybe break some barriers in that pool too, hopefully. <laughs> so. Um, so one of the last things that I wanted to ask you, um, I was just listening the other day to our first podcast and you had mentioned the possibility of going to law school. Have you put any more thought into that? Yeah, I was actually talking to my physical therapist about this because um, we've known each other forever and he's kind of just asking me about what I want to do. And obviously I'm swimming right now and that's my profession for the time being, but like I'm going to go back to school. It just depends on what that will look like or what I plan to do. But I've given heavy thought to going to law school. Um, so I kind of have to think of the logistics of what that looks like, um, but I have this entire year, so I might start just like studying for the LSAT um, and then kind of go from there. Um, but, you know, I thought I wanted to be a sports psychologist. I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist, an athletic trainer, a nutritionist. You know, I love athletics um, and working with people and making a difference um, and helping them be able to compete at their highest level. So. Um, I mean, obviously, law is a little bit of a different um, approach to that, but um, I feel like the skills I'm really good at and most passionate about, I love speaking with people, I love negotiating, I love finding a solution, and my dad is an attorney, so he's um, very supportive of my idea of wanting to go to yeah. law school. Um, I remember you mentioning that, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's definitely you know, become more of a, a forefront thought than it was when I talked to you guys last, but there's been no like steps in that direction. It's just kind of more of what, thought. what I want to do once, um, you know, I take the step to going back to school. So, yeah. Are you, uh, are you a big reader? Huge reader. Love reading. Yeah. Do you have a book that you're reading right now? Um, so I just started The Da Vinci Code, which um, my dad loves. He has like bookshelves at my like uh, childhood home of like, so I don't even know how many books he has. He loves reading. He loves like historical reading or like mystery and all this stuff. So I was just over there um, like a week or so ago and he gave me um, that book and a James Patterson book who was actually um he's a famous author but he was my like specific donor my sophomore year I got to really? meet him and his wife his wife was a swimmer at the UW and um I'm super excited to read one of his books since I haven't had the you know haven't had the time to actually explore reading a whole lot okay. as a student I'm reading a lot of like textbooks 
Um, but now I have time to like read for, you know, leisure and fun. So um, I have one of those and then I can't remember the other book. My, um, my mom's favorite book is called Cutting for Stone. Um, I've never read it, but I think I'm gonna, after I tackle these two books, probably move on to that, but yeah. Yeah, because I was gonna say, I um, one I know that you're gonna have to do a lot of, a lot of studying, a lot of reading, a lot of familiarizing yourself with laws. Yeah. Currently, on my last trip, my dad's also a, an attorney, and oh. um, you know, I, I took a couple of those books that he had, but I got like the Federalist Papers right here, which I'm. Oh, cool. Well, then also on my latest trip, <laughs> he gave me the whole book for the last year's edition of the Michigan law book that I've been <laughs> wow I don't know why I'm reading this I just yeah is it but fun it have you learned anything new um just that there's a lot of laws and it, it reads like a bible like there's four it's oh, cool. there's, like, there's like four yeah like, that's pretty cool lines in each page but it's also 1800 pages like it's it's so much a lot of information <laughs> a lot of information um cool. no, no, that, that's awesome and i hope that everything works out for you um, yeah that's all i got for you today i don't know if you have any questions for us at all or no just keep being cool swim dudes you know yeah. i appreciate you guys always taking the time to talk to me and i'm always here if there's any other updates i'm sure i'll be back <laughs> i don't think that we got the video of you diving <gasps> from the 10 year did I not send it to you guys? Uh, I think I was I afraid for you to share it because I'm embarrassed, but also it's whatever. I <laughs> I think I'm just gonna send it to you or Seth. I, okay. I'll send it to you. Okay. okay. Let, us, let us know like a disclaimer, like if you want a semester or not, we'll, we'll respect. Yeah, you guys can have it for your own personal enjoyment and then I'll decide if you can share it with the rest of the world. Okay. It, maybe we'll like make a TikTok out of it with like a dive thing where it's like, Oh, I forgot what song it's called, but like, there's like a beat and it drops a bunch of times and then you can like smack the water a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, sure, go ahead. Take that yep. away. <laughs> well, good luck with everything else that you have going on in training and I hope that you, uh, hope you make it through everything. Thanks. It was nice talking to you. Yeah. <laughs>